Good morning and welcome to the Saturday, February 10th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a, is a podcast that is dedicated to prayer, devotion, scripture reading, and Bible study. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. There's a lot of great listening over there, over 60 well-curated podcasts, wide, wide variety of topic areas, all covered from a biblical worldview. My brothers and sisters in Christ over there doing some wonderful, wonderful work for the kingdom. So I would encourage you to go on over there. I will guarantee you're going to find something over there to listen to, and there's a really good chance you're going to find more over there to listen to than you actually have time to listen to it in. All right. Well, we're on our Saturday episode, and give me just a second here. I have a very funny story to tell you, and uh, and please excuse me. I may have to stop more than more than once to take a drink. Um, <laughs> well, I, I did a Wayne. Um, I uh, Thursday night. We uh, and reason being, and I might cough a little bit. I'm going to try not to. Um, Thursday night, uh, we heated up leftover soup for dinner. My wife had made some wonderful, wonderful soup Wednesday night. So we were having it Thursday night and I heated it up and I heated it very, very hot, which is normally fine. Um, and I'm usually very, very good about blowing it off, you know, cooling it down before I put it in my mouth. But I had a mouthful that I put in and did not blow off enough. And Oh, it was extremely, extremely hot at the back of my throat. And I'm struggling and struggling to get my, my glass of water to swallow. Um, and honestly, as dumb as it sounds, I think I burned my throat a little bit. Um, no, I don't need to go to hospital or anything like that. But but needless to say, it, it I didn't really notice it as much that night. But the next day, Friday, um, you know, and I, I got, you know, I got, <laughs> wow. Friday through the day, it got worse and worse. Um, that's why I didn't really record last night. I wanted to kind of give it a chance to rest. And I actually used cough drops, um, the Ricolas, the more natural cough drops last night to try to get through the night and not cough all night. But I will tell you, I'm sitting here this morning and I, I, I'm not sponsored by anybody. So don't, don't get that wrong. But my wife and I have taken to using uh, traditional medicinals, um, it's a tea, the, the tea we're using, it's called a throat coat. It's an organic throat coat. Um, and it has slippery elm in it. So I would definitely, when you're dealing with this kind of thing, I mean, not, not that everybody runs around burning their throat. Um, I I'm just dumb that way. So, and I'm telling you, so you can have a laugh with me. Um, my wife can't help but laugh about it. I mean, she's worried about me, but she laughs at me about it. Um, but honestly it, it smells like armpit when you, when you brew the tea, but it tastes very, very good, and it is wonderfully soothing to the throat, especially with some honey in it. Um, so if I stop more often than normal, that's why. Sorry, your, your, your podcaster is not very bright. I mean, I'm trying to do a podcast, but I do very dumb things. Um, so I did this time, and I just wanted to let you know um, that I am very much like the rest. Actually, I'm dumber than the rest of you by a lot. Sorry, I need a little more tea there. All right, so we're going to go with it being the weekend. We're just doing our Bible Bible reading and uh, prayer and devotion. So let's go ahead and open up with the seventh day morning prayer. It's called God's Good Pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. 
Thou art the Father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one, may we hearken to thee, the almighty instructor, teach us to live to thee, the light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyments of it nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are, to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right. And our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for February 10th. Uh, the text for it is from Philippians 4.12, I know how to abound. There are many who know how to be abased, who have not learned how to abound. When they are set upon, upon the top of a pinnacle, their heads grow dizzy, and they are ready to fall. The Christian far oftener disgraces his profession in prosperity than in adversity. It is a dangerous thing to be prosperous. The crucible of adversity is a less severe trial to the Christian than the refining pot of prosperity. Oh, what leanness of soul and neglect of spiritual things have been brought on through the very mercies and bounties of God. Yet this is not a matter of necessity, for the apostle tells us that he knew how to abound. When he had much, he knew how to use it. Abundant grace enabled him to bear abundant prosperity. When he had a full sail, he was loaded with much ballast, and so floated safely. It needs more than human skill to carry the brimming cup of mortal joy with a steady hand. Yet Paul had learned that skill, for he declares, In all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. It is a divine lesson to know how to be full, for the Israelites were full once, but while the flesh was yet in their mouth, the wrath of God came upon them. Many have asked for mercies, that they might satisfy their own heart's lust. Fullness of bread has often made fullness of blood, and that has brought on wantonness of spirit. When we have much of God's providential mercies, it often happens that we have but little of God's grace and little gratitude for the bounties we have received. We are full and we forget God. Satisfied with earth, we are content to do without heaven. Rest assured, it is harder to know how to be full than it is to know how to be hungry. So desperate is the tendency of human nature to pride and forgetfulness of God. Take care that you ask in your prayers that God would teach you how to be full. Let not the gifts thy love bestows estrange our hearts from thee. All right. Good one to hear. That's definitely something I've always tried to be hyper aware of because I know I'm I'm at risk of it is any kind of pride, particularly pride in in study and prayer and all that stuff. That, that's the last thing I ever want to be. Uh, just a minute. Sorry if you hear slurping. I'm trying to prevent that. <clears throat> All right, so our reading for today, 
Um, we're going to be reading from Exodus 30, verse 11 through Exodus 31, uh, Matthew 26, verses 47 through 68, Psalm 32, and Proverbs 8, verses 27 through 32. So Exodus 30, start in, ver in verse 11. Yahweh also spoke to Moses, saying, When you take a census of the sons of Israel to number them, then each one of them shall give a price of atonement for himself to Yahweh, when you number them, so that there will be no plague among them when you number them. This is what everyone who is numbered shall give, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is twenty giras. Half a shekel is a contribution to Yahweh. Everyone who is numbered from twenty years old and over shall give the contribution to Yahweh. The rich shall not pay more, and the poor shall not pay less than the half shekel when you give the contribution to Yahweh to make atonement for your souls. And you shall take the atonement money from the sons of Israel, and shall give it for the service of the tent of meeting, that it may be a remembrance for the sons of Israel before Yahweh to make atonement for your souls. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, You shall also make a laver of bronze, with its stand of bronze, for washing, and you shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it, and Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet from it. When they come into the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water, so that they will not die, or when they approach the altar to minister, by offering up in smoke a fire sacrifice to Yahweh. So they shall wash their hands and their feet, so that they will not die. And it shall be a perpetual statute for them, for Aaron and his seed throughout their generations. Moreover, Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, But as for you, take for yourself the finest of spices, the flowing myrrh, five hundred shekels, and of flagrant cinnamon, half as much, two fifty, and of fragrant cane, two fifty. Oh, I'm sorry, of fragrant cinnamon, I said flagrant, sorry. And of cassia, five hundred, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and of olive oil, a hen. And you shall make of these a holy anointing oil, a perfume mixture, the work of a perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. And with it you shall anoint the tent of meeting, and the ark of the testimony, and the table and all its utensils, and the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering, and all its utensils, and the laver, and its stand." You shall also set them apart as holy, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them shall be holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and you shall set them apart as holy, that they may minister as priests to me. And you shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on anybody's body, nor shall you make any like it in the same specifications. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever shall mix any like it, or whoever puts any of it on a layman, shall be cut off from his people. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Take for yourself fragrances, stacti and onitnica and galbanum, fragrances with pure frankincense. There shall be an equal part of each. With it you shall make incense, a perfume, the work of a perfumer, salted, pure, and holy. You shall beat some of it very fine, and you shall put part of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting, where I will meet with you. It shall be most holy to you. The incense which you shall make, you shall not make in the same specifications for yourselves. It shall be holy to you for Yahweh. Whoever shall make any like it to use his perfume shall be cut off from his people. Exodus 31. 
And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, and wisdom, and discernment, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs for work in gold, in silver, and in bronze, and in the cutting of stones for settings, and in the carving of wood, in order for him to work in all kinds of craftsmanship. And behold, I myself have appointed with him Oholiab, the son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all who are wise at heart, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I commanded you, the tent of meeting, and the ark of testimony, and the mercy seat upon it, and all the furniture of the tent, the table also and its utensils, and the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils, and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering also with all its utensils, and the laver and its stand, the woven garments as well, and the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his son with which to minister as priests, the anointing oil also, and the fragrant incense for the holy place, they shall make them according to all that I have commanded you. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, But as for you, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am Yahweh who makes you holy. Therefore you shall keep the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. Forever who, for whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Six days' work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to Yahweh. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall surely be put to death. So the sons of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to celebrate the Sabbath throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the sons of Israel forever. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. When he had finished speaking with him upon Mount Sinai, he gave Moses the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written by the finger of God. And now Matthew, uh, verses, uh, Matthew 26, verses 47 through 68. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came up, and with him was a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who was betraying him gave them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. And immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew out his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? Therefore, how will the scripture be fulfilled, which say that it must happen this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would against a robber? Every day I used to sit in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place in order that the scriptures of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Now those who had seized Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. But Peter was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest, and entered in, and sat down with the officers to see the outcome. Now the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus, so that they might put him to death. 
and they did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. But later on, two came forward and said, This man stated, I am able to destroy the sanctuary of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said to him, Do you not answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest said to him, I put you under oath by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You yourself said it. Nevertheless, I tell you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his garments and said, He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? Behold, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and beat him with their fists, and others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, O Christ, who is the one who hit you? Psalm 32 of David, a mascal. How blessed is he who transg whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man whose iniquity Yahweh will not take into account, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent about my sin, my bones wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the heat of summer. Selah. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not cover up. I said I will confess my transgressions to Yahweh, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Therefore let every holy one pray to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You guard me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will give you insight and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose harnesses, whose harness are bit and bridle to control them. Otherwise they will not come near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in Yahweh, loving kindness shall surround him. Be glad in Yahweh and rejoice, you righteous ones, and shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. And finally, Proverbs 8, verses 27 through 32. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he marked out a circle on the face of the deep. When he made firm the skies above. When the springs of the deep became strong. When he set for the sea its boundary, so that the water would not pass over his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him as a master workman, and I was a daily delight. Rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing in the world, his earth. My delight is in the sons of men. So now, O sons, listen to me, for blessed are they who keep my ways. All right, well, that is our reading for the day, and hang on a second. Oh, that reading straight through made it a little tough there. Um, all right, and our closing devotion is from, and I don't think I moved my bookmark here, is from Glorifying God. Oh, I Okay, it's in the right place. Is in Glorifying God from Thomas Watson. Um, and I'm sorry, the place I'm in, the lighting is not very good. So I will do my best to read this. So this is um, the February 10th entry for Glorifying God by Thomas Watson. The, t uh, the title is Glorify God at, at, I'm sorry, Glorify God by Loving His Life. And the text for it is from Psalm 36, 9. With thee is the fountain of life. We read of the river of pleasure at God's right hand. But will, not the, but will not this in time be dried up? No, there is a fountain of life at the bottom which feeds it. Let it be the chief end of our living to enjoy God, this chief good forever. 
The highest elevation of a reasonable soul is to enjoy God forever. It is the enjoyment of God that makes heaven the soul. I'm sorry, that makes heaven. The soul trembles as the needle in the compass and is never at rest until it comes to God. To understand the excellent state of a glorified soul's enjoyment of God, it must not be understood in a sensual manner. We must not conceive any carnal pleasures in heaven. Though the state of glory is compared to a feast and is not an... um, and is set out by pearls and precious stones. Yet these metaphors are our help, I'm sorry, our only helps to our faith and show us that there is superabundant joy and contentment in the highest heaven. But they are not carnal, but spiritual delights. Our enjoyment will be in the perfection of holiness, in seeing the pure face of Christ, in feeling the love of God, in conversing with heavenly spirits, which will be proper for the soul and infinitely exceed all carnal voluptuous delights. Okay, sorry, that one was a little tough. Again, the room I'm in is not as light right now. I'm actually downstairs, not up in my office. So it's a little bit darker down here and a little bit harder to read, especially the pages in that book are not white. They're a shaded page. It looks very, very nice, but it's it's a little bit harder to read in a, in a not super bright room. But anyways, Thank you for spending this time with me today. Again, I continue to pray that our, our daily time in the scripture helps to keep us more and more saturated. As, I, as I've said many times before, um, as they spoke of John Bunyan, um, that, 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 that he was so saturated in the scriptures that if you cut him, he bled Bibline. He would bleed the Bible. Um, and that's really where we need to be as Christians. We need to be in it constantly, whether we're reading it, and I would encourage you to read it, but reading it, listening to it, studying in it, we need to be doing all of those. We need to be reading it. We need to be meditating on it. We need to be studying it daily daily that that is not i've i actually had somebody a while back ask me do you really need to be in it daily yeah i'm not i wasn't joking i, I was I actually preached on it and i said i'm i, I told him i said I, I was not over exaggerating we need to be in it daily so i would encourage you to be in it daily that's part of what led to this podcast in the first place so so i thank you for spending this time with me i hope you have yourself a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend i would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of god and I hope to see you for tomorrow's segment. I do want to encourage you. Um, it is the weekend. Go worship with the saints. Please, if you're physically able, go worship with the saints. Find a solid church. I've told you about church finders before. Go find a solid church and go worship with them. If you got to drive a little bit, do it. Um, I'm very fortunate I don't have to, but I used to have to. Um, so go do it. Um, I would also... Um, if you cannot physically, please join us. We will be live streaming at 1230 a.m. Um, Pacific, or I'm sorry, 1230 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sorry, had to get my time zone stri- right. 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, on Sunday. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook at Vale Valley Baptist Church and on Twitter at at VVB Church. And we would love to have you join us. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close out with the seventh day evening prayer. It's called Future Blessing. Let's pray. O Lord God, there is no blessing we implore, but thou art able to give, hast promised to give, hast given already to countless multitudes, all unworthy and guilty like ourselves. Make us willing to receive the supply of our need from thy bounty. To this end, convince us of sin, soften our hard hearts to bewail our folly, ingratitude, pride, unbelief, rebellion, corruption. 
Through the law may we die to the law, then look with wonder, submission, delight to the provision thou hast made, for the glory of thy name and the salvation of sinners. Give us a hope that makes us not ashamed, a love that excites to holy obedience, a joy in thee that is our strength, a faith in thy Son who loved us and died for us. May we persevere in duty when not fully conscious of thee. Wait upon thee and keep thy way. Be humble and earnest suppliance at thy feet live continually as on the brink of eternity let us be at thy disposal for the duties and events of life submit our preferences to thy wisdom and will resign our enjoyments if thou shouldst require it as our absolute proprietor and best friend in our unworthiness and provocations make us grateful for the means of grace and the ordinances of religion and teach us to profit by them more than we have done help us to be in the spirit on the lord's day to enter upon the sabbath mindful of its solemnities duties privileges setting all things worldly aside while we worship thee may we know the blessedness of men whose strength is in thee and in whose hearts are the highways to heaven amen all right again i hope you have yourself a wonderful day and i hope to see you tomorrow morning have a good one god bless <music>